Welcome to Date Night. I'm Will, your friendly neighborhood game mom, a.k.a. your GM. And I'm Amy, and I play Kira. I'm married to Will. And I'm Will's nephew. I'm Sam, and I play the Grease Wizard. I'm Eva. I'm married to Sam, and I play Arin, the half-work barbarian. I'm Mike. I'm the fifth wheel, and I play Darren Hammerstone. And we play... Dungeons Dungeons and Dragons. Dragons! So some of the other tunnels have disappeared? All of them but one. Even the one, uh, the original one we came in? Yes. yes. Well, hmm, which we way are we going to go? Um, I think we should go that way. Uh, sure. All right, as you follow it, you notice that there's nothing branching off of it anymore. All there is is a single path about four feet wide, eight foot tall, and it's not long that you follow it until you start seeing light and emerge back topside. Weirdly, you're back where you entered the tunnel, no. but the storm is gone and the ground is completely dry. A hundred feet in front of you, where the tornado had been standing when you went into the tunnel, is a single hobgoblin. He's a little bit taller than a goblin, and hobgoblins are hairy all over. And they throw pumpkins. <laughs> 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 Uh, he's nearly human in his height. He's got almost like a human height. He wears a pair of denim pants and a pale blue collared shirt. He's covered in his hair like a go- hobgoblin would be, but it's thick and curly with an extra full batch on the top of his head. I'm sorry for any confusion in the tunnel, he says. Is, is Max Bob Ross? still with us? Yeah, he's, Max is still with you. He's Bob Ross the Hobgoblin. He's a hobboblin. <laughs> He's a boblin. <laughs> He's a bobgoblin. <laughs> he paints. He's got on denim. Wait, he paints? He painted the tunnels. That was the whole thing with the mushroom guy. I was talking about uh, the painter will fill in the, I don't know. Cover his gaps. Yeah, oh. cover his gaps. Sure. I'm waiting for him to hit a brush really hard. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? Are you Bob Goblin? (laughs) (laughs) Ross. Yeah, I'm Rob, boss of the valley. I am a Bob Goblin. And I heard you talking about a gaff, but we don't make mistakes. Only happy little accidents. (laughs) Uh, Any thoughts, Maximilian? This is beyond what I am used to. You guys run in weird circles. You haven't been this way before. I thought you were. I thought you knew where you were going. I, I knew we had to go to the north, and I saw a tunnel. I figured we could get out of the storm, but I had never been through the tunnel before. Bob Goblin is my new favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, we're trying to go north. Oh, Bob, is but it? the tunnel that we thought was the way north is now not the way to go. Where are we supposed to go now? You know, you can have anything you want in the world. Yeah. Once you help everyone around you get what they want. Okay, so what But that you want? happy little place, that's called the big picture. I'm kind of getting creeped out here. No, he's awesome. Okay, so what do you Let's want? Let's eat him. No. Uh, I, I, I'm trying not to do Maximilian. I keep going, wanting to go back into the German whisper. Um... What did what did you just did you just ask him something? I got a little yeah. Lost in I my said I said if you can get what you want by helping everyone else around you, then what do you want from us? Hmm. I have unlimited power on this canvas. I I can literally move mountains here in the Painted Valley. So can I. I'm the king of magic. <laughs> okay. Well. Um, you can be anything you want to be if you believe enough, I guess. He's going to be like a necromancer or something. Um, well, you can't ruin Bob Ross. Yes, he Don't can. ruin Bob Ross. But it's too late. He for my has. valley to work, sometimes you need dark in order to show the light. And he waves a two-inch paintbrush uh, around in a, a sort of fluffy clouds pattern, and a spectral easel and canvas appears. It faces you, so you can see what he's painting, and he stands beside it, flicks his wrist on the other arm, and a huge palette materializes full of an array of different colors. And he says, 
Now you're going to meet some of my friends. I I mage hand the brush away from him. And as you do, you feel the mage hand hit up against the force field, and he says, see, that's a happy little force field. Uh. And he starts painting furiously on the canvas. Um, And he says, if you finish meeting my friends, you'll be free to go. But first, we have to paint. Every day is a good day when you paint. Told you. Hmm. Now what should we paint today? Huh. There's nothing wrong with having a tree as a friend. Trees cover up a multitude of sins. And he starts painting a big tree on the painting. Uh, on that, I mean on the canvas. Um, I'm looking around. And he says, Now then, let's come right down in here. And put some nice big strong arms on this tree. And you watch as the tree is sort of forming inside this force field with you. And he says, tree needs an arm too. It needs to hold up the weight of the forest. It needs to hold up the birds. And you watch as he paints this tree and a big beefy arm sticks out of the back of the tree, Trogdor style. <laughs> and you have a big tree there uh, who appears beside you with its big beefy arm, and it takes a swing. Let's roll initiative. Wait, it's... Okay. Six. Oh, you you got a six? Oh, how terrible that must be. One! (laughs) Eight. Twenty. Seventeen plus three, not that. Oh, I've used that. Can you give me those again? Sorry. One! first. I got you, yeah. Eight. Six. Okay. Kira. You're up first. The tree is 20 feet out. It's got a big, beefy arm. Does it have a face or anything on it? No. Does it have a big, glowing eye? Does it look happy? (laughs) It does. It does look happy. Um... But it's just a big tree, and it looks like a tree in all facets, except for the big beefy arms sticking out of the back. I'm going to try and hit it with an arrow and see if anything happens. I rolled a 14. Yeah, you stick an arrow into the tree, roll your damage. I rolled a 4. Is that your full damage? Yeah. Or it's 4 plus? It's a 4. Okay, so you stick the arrow into the tree, and the tree uh, waddles up to you on its roots and swings its big beefy arm at you, Kira. I duck. (laughs) That's a 22. I didn't duck low enough. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was a lot of dice. That is a lot of dice. He's rolling them more than once. 24 bludgeoning damage. You have to allow the paint to break to make it beautiful, you hear uh, Rob, or Bob Goblin say from outside of the force field. And it's Arn's turn. Um, there's probably some kind of clobber trick here that we have to solve or something, but I'm just going to try and chop it down with my axe. Okay. Um, but... <sighs> yeah, I guess. I guess it doesn't really matter which axe I use. Well, I the would... one's plus one, so... Okay, yeah, I'll use the Collider Smiter, and I guess in lethal mode, okay. I don't really want to kill it, but I feel if I'm chopping it down, I'm by nature going to be killing it, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's a 17. Yes, I will hit. Okay. And then uh, 3 plus 5 is 8. Okay, so you chop a big divot out of the side of the tree. Sam, it's your turn. Um, I'm going to... Can I do an arcana check on the force field? Hmm, yeah, I guess. Is that my move, though? Is that my action? If you took your turn to examine it, technically it would be. Alright, I'm just gonna... There's a spell that I want to look up the... I don't think I have all of the 
information on it. Can I see the other one, Mike? I'll be real quick. What okay. is it? I can Google it, too. Um, it's... I don't remember the exact... Hold on. I got it. It's okay. We've been good about not having too many rules checks today. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take my turn to just examine. Okay. Roll an arcana check. Then. 14 plus 6, 20. Okay. Um, his statement where he said that he has unlimited power here in this canvas, when you inspect the, uh, I guess, kind of veracity of this <laughs> uh, force field, you get the impression that it is the truth. Like, it is completely and utterly impenetrable. Okay. By magic or any other means. Okay. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Okay. Um, Dern. Uh, I want to use my potion of fire breath. Okay. So it's a DC 13 dexterity save. On the tree? On the tree. That's really good. His dexterity is not so good. That's a 7. Okay, he fails. So he's going to take the, uh... Full brunt of my four D six rolls. Okay. Be Do you high. want more D sixes? High. No. Two. I'm just gonna roll four times. Four. Four. Eleven. And that's gonna be double. So you watch him start going up. Uh, a lot of flames on the tree. It really crisps him quite a bit. Firebolt. Yeah. All right. Um, Kira, it's Back around to your turn. I'm gonna heal myself, I guess. Okay. Yeah, that's right. You took a big hit. Ten. Okay. So after you heal yourself, outside the force field, um, you watch uh, Bob Goblin is painting on his canvas really quickly, and he says, Gotta give him a friend. Like I say, everyone needs a friend. And another tree with a big beefy arm um, stands up beside the one that you've been fighting. The first tree with the big beefy arm, he took a lot of damage from Dern, so I think he's turning his attention in that direction. And that's a 21. Oh, man. Hit. Why do we have to fight these trees? It's 23 damage. And the other tree is still sort of just in formation. It hasn't looked like it's come to any sort of life yet. Arn? Um, uh, hit it with my axe again. Okay. Um, 13. Yes, that hits. No, wait, not that one. Uh, three plus five is eight. Plus one. Oh, That's okay, you got with it. the plus okay. one. Okay, you get another slice into the side of the tree around where your first one was, Sam. Um, f- fire bolt. Okay. I forgot. Uh, five plus seven. That's twelve. 12. That hits. Oh, cool. D ten. Six. Okay, so that'll be 12. All right, you watch some of the branches burn and some start falling off. Dern? I'm going to use another charge of uh, the potion. Okay. So DC 13. Oh. DX 7. That's a 17 that time. That's a pass, so he's going to take half damage. Okay. So one, two, three. But that'll be double. Okay. Can you see him, some more flames on this tree? Um, Kira, it's back around to you. And I'm at distance. Mm-hmm. 
Should I see? I guess we can't really. If the force field is impenetrable, I can't really shoot an arrow out of it, can I? Okay. Before I do anything, I'm going to yell, Do we really have to fight this tree? Um, once you're done with my paintings, you'll be free to go. Sure. Can we just, like, paint together, or...? You have to allow the paint to break to make it beautiful, he repeats. Yeah, he already said that, and I'm sure that has some kind of other deeper meaning, but I cannot... <laughs> I don't know what that is. Has the other tree come to life yet? Mm, it's a tree, but it hasn't moved yet. Should I try and hit it, you think? Maybe? I think we should finish off the one that's currently hitting us. And we can't get to Hob, Bob, Gob, No, he's Ross. behind the impenetrable force field. Hob, Bob, Bob, Hob, Bob, Gob, Ross. I do have two bottles of liquor. Why don't you throw one at a tree? Okay, I'll throw one at the tree. I mean, you're gonna throw a bottle of liquor at the tree? Yes. Okay. Not the liquor. I rolled an eight, but I don't know what modifier. Dex. Eleven. No, so the... Can I help with Mage Hand? No. Um, okay. So the bottle's gonna smash into the ground. No! Will it at least be near? Huh? Will it at least be near the tree? Yeah, I guess it'll be near the tree. Okay, um, the tree is back up. Um, it's going to swing at Dern. That's an eleven. Uh, miss. So beefy arm comes down just beside you. The other tree does come to life and starts um, moving towards Sam. Oh. Takes a swing with that big beefy arm. That's a 20. Yeah, it hits. Oh god. I'm down. <laughs> I think it might be. Uh, 22? Yeah, I'm down. Okay, um, then you see Bob Goblin says, Gotta wash the brush. Just beat the devil out of it. That's the fun part, he says. And he starts smashing the brush on the... Uh, it dips it and starts cleaning it. Okay, uh, Aaron, it's your turn. Axe again? Okay. That is a 24. Yes, that definitely hits. And then that's an 8 plus 5, so 13. All right. That tree gets a big divot. That divot you've been cutting gets wider, and it starts creaking over to the side and falls over and smashes into the ground. Timber! Sam, I need you to make a death save. 15. All right. Dern. The one tree that just came to life is maybe 15 feet away. The other tree just died. I'm use my last charge of fire. That's like the only... Influential thing I can do here. I don't know why I rolled. You have oh, to I roll. Old habits. Mm, Sixteen. Damn it! It's gonna take half. Six, three, nine. So actually eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. So you watch again. This thing turns from a life, you know, very lively looking green tree to one with no leaves on it after that. Kira. Arrow? Okay. Come help me. Yeah, you should, someone should help Sam. He's only had one death save so far, and it's a success. So <laughs> yeah, but I think he can help us more than... Being dead? Shooting That's arrows at a tree. Oh, I already rolled. The next turn I'll use my cure wounds. I guess. 15. Cool. Thank you, that hits. Eight and six. Especially since he's the only one with the so grease spell. Arrow does uh, somehow knocks a big chunk of the bark off of the tree and some of the wood out of it. Okay, um, the tree is back up, or this one. This is the first time it's up. I think no, it hit Sam, so it, yeah, it took him out. So this time it's going to go after um, Aaron. With that big beefy arm. Great. And that's a 21. Yep. Low. Well, well, a lot of dice. Well. That's 25. 25 damage? Yes. 
just says resistance to all damage. That means you take half of any kind of damage. Okay, I'm at zero again. Okay, you see the Bob Goblin whistle, and he says, No matter how much I clean it, this brush just won't come clean. I need a new one. And you watch a wyvern fly above and let go of a brush, and it comes down, and, and he grabs Probably it. not our one. Is um, it ours? No. Oh. Um, Sam, I need you to make a... Well, actually, it's Arn's turn. I need you to make a death save. Great. That's a fail. Okay, Sam, now I need you to make one. That's a fail. Dern, your turn. Uh, I'm going to have to cure wounds. If Bob Ross kills both of us, (laughs) this is going to be a sad episode. I'm going to use my last spell slot to cure wounds on um, Grease Wizard. Okay. That was... Alright, I don't use this one very often, I forget. That's okay, I think it's a D8 plus your spellcasting. One D8, yes. Seven plus my spellcasting. Do I have spellcasting? It's whatever you use to cast a spell. Thank you, that's helpful. Mine's wisdom. Okay, so three fifths of ten. Yes. Okay, Kira. Am I close to her? Yeah, you all are pretty close. Good berry? berry? Yes, I'm giving you my second good berry. Thank you. Welcome I'm sticking it in your mouth and mushing your mouth. has one health. Great. I'm up. I think uh, then it would be back to the tree. And we're both going to be down again. <laughs> <laughs> so. Time to unveil his splash attack. This splash one is attack. at Dern. <sighs> Thank God. That's a I'm 19. Sorry, it matches. So, yeah, that's a hit. Mm. I've got six damage left. How many so dice unconscious. are you rolling? Then you're unconscious. Yeah, I'm yeah. unconscious. So, okay. I heal you and then get crushed, crushed right next to you. We're gonna have, all going to have PTSD after this. I know. And it is Aaron's turn. Um, I will hit it. What? Okay, never mind. I'll delay my action. Okay. Sam. Alright, I'm going to cast Grease on it. Okay. i got to make a deck save. Yeah. That's a five. All right. Slick grease covers the ground in a ten-foot square, centered on a point within range, and turns it into difficult terrain uh, terrain for the duration. When the grease appears, each creature standing in its area must succeed on a deck-saving throw or fall prone. Okay. (laughs) So the tree slips on the grease and falls down, like Pratt falls onto the ground. Yeah, is there... Can I do a perception check to see if there's any, like, if it starts... If the grease Bob affected Ross it in any with way. paints oil paints is the thing. Okay. I get what you're going for. <laughs> yeah, did it affect it in any way? Do I roll or... Um, you can roll a perception check, I guess. We've been lighting... Can I do an fire. investigation? No, I don't... Well, yeah, sure. Alright, that's uh, 13. Okay, the tree is starting to turn into more what looks like a dark, blighted tree. Okay. Hobgoblin Ross? Alright. Is the source of the blight. Do, was I it? knew it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, now, you, you, now uh, yeah, Arn, it, yeah, you I'll could jump. if you want to jump in. I'll jump in now. and you, you need to make a dex check if you're going to run in there into the grease. Okay. Uh... That's a ten. What's their? What do they have to save against? Your it doesn't say. Your spell save. My spell save. Fifteen. <laughs> no. <laughs> so Aaron also pratfalls. So I go running in and just <laughs> spit. <laughs> and just what? Just Scooby Doo's into it. Uh, I come get y'all juice into the tree. Dern. <laughs> uh, I Death saving throw. Oh, okay, that's right. Eleven. That's a pass. Kira. That's you. Can I use the healer's kit during combat, or no? You can, but it just will stabilize somebody. Wait, did he have... He was zero, right? He's been healed. He's he's conscious. She has one health. 
Dern is unconscious and has passed his first death save. I could go all day. I'm just the tank. Hit the thing. Seriously, I don't. Even, I don't even have anything that can. I, I'm out of spell slots. I'm out of lay on hands healing. I, I'll, I'm I, out of spell slots too. All I have is a hammer. I'll hit it with a short bow, a long bow. I mean, Ooh. okay, eighteen plus stuff. Okay. <laughs> plus, I have advantage because it's down six. And six, so twelve. Okay. The tree um, tries to stand back up. Does it have it, to do anything for that? Um, it's just prone. Okay. But if it enters the area, or for ends first time, or ends its turn there, it must okay. also succeed on the next. So thing. after its turn, if it doesn't leave, it needs to do it again. And it can only stand up. So yeah. basically, you'll have to roll to see if you can get up, and then roll again to see if you stay up. I right. think. Okay. Well, nineteen on the stay up, so he's gonna stay up. Um, you watch. Bob Doblin is starting to paint with his new brush. He's dipping it in there, and he's sort of forming up something in the sky. Aaron. I told you we should have eaten the. I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna use my move to stand up. That's okay. not DiGiorno. And no, look up like. And I'm going. Uh, uh, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to throw my cornhole bag at Bob Goblin Ross. But it's I know he has an impenetrable force field, but I'm just thinking since it's not a weapon, it might not qualify. Okay. It's going to bounce off the off the side of the force field. Well, it was worth a try. So you got the cornhole bag, doink, and slides. Can we compel the force the field to... <laughs> <laughs> um, Sam. Uh, yeah, now the force field has to duel me. <laughs> Um, Light him on fire. Yeah, but Aaron's in there now. I'll be fine. Alright, cast Firebolt. Okay. Uh, four. She's, plus, she's just on the edge of it. Uh, plus seven. It's gonna sail wide and smash into the backside of the force field. Uh, Dern. Death save. Fifteen. Good. Kira. Arrowed. Fifteen. Hit. Four and seven. Okay. Watch a big chunk of it fly off as the arrow sticks into it. You see it sort of oozing this black sap out of it. Uh, the tree is... Is that midnight black? or? Yes. Okay. M- midnight black. Today's colors will show up on the screen as we paint. You're not supposed to use black for shadows. You guys know nothing. <laughs> um, the tree... I was going to see, try to figure out who the tree was attacking, but I rolled the attack roll, and it's not going to be a hit on anyone. <laughs> so I think that will be okay for the tree just swinging wildly as it tries to move out of the grease and falls back prone with a two. Nice. Okay. <clears throat> the tree is prone... Aaron, you are also you stood up, right? Yeah. So you needed to make a save at the okay, end of I your turn. Okay, I can make a retcon save. Yeah. That's a nineteen. Okay, so you're standing at the beginning of this turn. The tree's prone, right in front of you. I guess I'm just gonna swing my axe wildly at the prone tree. You have advantage on on it since it's prone, and that's a melee attack. Okay. Uh. Okay, I rolled an 8 and a 16, but that's plus... Uh, the 16 would hit. 16 yeah. plus 7. It doesn't it hits. Yeah, it hits. Definitely hits. And then I rolled a 15. Holy moly. All right, you chop that tree, and it splits in half and starts pooling out onto the ground, uh, all of its sap. Gross. And you see Bob Goblin just... Shaking his head, and he said, Those were my happy little friends. We broke it. 
You hurt my happy little friends. Let us go. He says, ah, I might need a special brush to paint over you happy little accidents. He says, and he whistles again. And DiGiorno, we need you! Wyvern starts Can circling for our wyvern? over his head. And he says, here it comes. Special delivery. <gasps> and you notice it's not one of his wyverns. It's DiGiorno who's coming his no! way. No! Or a good thing? Maybe, I don't know. So he holds out his hand for the paintbrush, and he's waiting for it to fall, and it's not falling. And he says, I said, here it is. Special (laughs) delivery. It's not delivery! It's DiGiorno! And he looks up, and the wyvern DiGiorno crashes in to Rob Goblin, or Bob Goblin, the Hobgoblin. I hate to go against you, but she doesn't bounce against the force field. She's outside of it. No, you guys are inside a force field rather than one being around him. Oh, got it, got it. Um, And he smashes into the ground, and you just see him vanish into a puff of different colored pigments in the air, just sort of like Mulder did when he disappeared. (laughs) And the force field goes away. Is his paintbrush still there? His paintbrush is still there. Are both paintbrushes still there? He's just got the... Klepto. um, There's one regular two-inch paintbrush, it seems like it's normal. And then there's the one that actually DiGiorno had been carrying and never dropped for him and just dove-bombed into... Because um, he switched one, didn't Rob he? Rob Boss. Huh? He switched a paintbrush, didn't he? He had one. So there's a couple of regular paintbrushes, <laughs> and then the one special paintbrush he was looking for. Uh, was everybody rolling Arcana check? First. <laughs> Mike's unconscious. Does anyone uh, want to do anything to ten. Mike? <laughs> Healer's kit. All right, he's stable anyway, if not conscious. What's um, the highest number? Ten. Nine. Which is lower than 10. Kira, did you roll one? Well, ten, 10 is good. Six. Um, this is the Brush of Happy Accidents, it's called. And it's a one-time use. And you know... Uh, in fact, let's say there's a little description written on here by Mr. Bob Goblin. And it says, In life, like in a painting, there are no mistakes, only happy accidents. This brush can be used to conceal one such accident with a more favorable result, so long as the paint is still wet. At any point, the brush may be used to change the result of an action taken in the last ten minutes into a more favorable one. The user of the brush chooses the action they wish to be changed, but the DM determines the new, more favorable result that occurs. Cool. Who would like also, the brush I would like to make it clear that as soon as DiGiorno landed, I ran to her and told her what a good girl she was. <laughs> She's very happy. If I, I'm snuggling. worried if I don't appreciate her enough, she's going to disappear again, so... And you wanted to eat her. <laughs> He's still unconscious. I stabilized I, him. I'll, <laughs> I'll take the brush. Nomi, it was my arcade. Nomi kicks his body and says, and you wanted to eat her. <laughs> <laughs> you watch. There's a bunch of wyverns circling around overhead and sort of screeching up there, and DiGiorno is sort of looking at the wyverns and looking back at you, and sort of looking longingly at the sky. And okay. she gives you a big lick, and she starts flapping her wings and heading back up into the um, flock of wyverns. She belongs sky. out there, wild and free. Thanks for your help. Please help us again. But thanks for way. everything. You're the best. Ah! <laughs> and make sure that they don't come in and eat us. Yeah, please don't let the other, the other ones eat us. Okay. I pick up my cornhole bag, just to make it clear. Good. And Mike's still unconscious. <laughs> so There's nothing I can do to help you. Get the cornhole bag first. I guess roll one more time, make sure you... Oh, no, she stabilized I, you with healers. Right. Never mind. Is there any... Like, there's nothing I can do to help you. I can pick you up and sling you over my shoulder and carry so you, but that's you about wait, it. What happens is if you wait an hour when you're stable, you gain one health. So you're just going to lay out there for an hour. And everybody <laughs> with the else circling a slowly. short rest. <laughs> Say, wow, they look uh, like buzzards. Max kind of gets out of his fetal position that he was in, and he says, oh, I think we should make camp here and take care of the dwarf and perhaps 
take a long rest before we head back out on the road. That sounds like a very good idea. But at least look. And he points ahead, and you can see where the red kind of clay ends just a few feet in front of you. He says, but first, let's just step out of the Painted Valley, perhaps. Yes? All right, I'll Mm -hmm. drag the dwarf. Okay. So you guys pull out there. He pops his wagon back out, builds a camp, and throughout the night you watch as all of Max's little creatures start returning to him, digging themselves out of the ground since there were no more tunnels for them to navigate, and crawling back into his wagon. And all of you get a long rest, and um, when the sun comes up in the distance... You think faintly you might be able to make out what you at first thought was a mountain, but at this point oh, no. looks like it is the turtle, turtle of Albagula. What the? Where am I? I just came through a portal and I don't know... Oh, hello, dear listener. Thank you for listening. Have you been... You've been listening in? Well, <laughs> well, that's bloody nice of you, I think. So thank you. Um, you've been telling your friends? Well, good. Good job, dear listener. Good job. Um, you you want to keep doing that? Oh, what is that tablet you've got there? The, is that a computer? Oh, yes. All right, type in datenightpodcast.com, right? All right, you're doing it. Good job, good job. Now go click sponsorship. See, I will say anything for you if you pay me enough, right? Or give me some magical items or anything. So go ahead and hit sponsor. And you know what? You like my stories that I've been telling you through this portal, right? You listening? Well, I could tell you more stories. And uh, yeah. Just go on there with your parents' permission, but don't let your parents know that you took their credit card. Oh and then God. go ahead and click go ahead and click sponsor and we'll be best friends. Now come on. Oh my time here is short. The portal is opening back up. Hurry up, hit sponsor. Thank you for listening to Dave. Get back in here and clean up this corn. So you guys had finished your long rest just on the edge of the Painted Valley, right outside of it, to get out of the sphere of influence of Hobgoblin, Boblin, Ross, or whatever we called him. Um, You could just see the turtle, also known as Albagula, to the north uh, on that morning after leaving the Painted Valley. And it didn't really seem that large on the horizon at first. But you start traveling along the road, and you travel all day, uh, clipping along in Maximilian's wagon at a pretty good speed. Wait, is Max still with us? Yeah, he said he was going to take you guys to Albagula. Okay, my bad. Hi, Max. Hello? It is good to be out of the Painted Valley and back on the road again, where I belong. Um, So you guys start... You clip all day along the open plains and you see more and more of the turtles start to become visible as the long flat plains ahead of you begin to disappear behind you um, and you cross what would have been the old horizon again and again and even after a full day of travel it doesn't seem like you're any closer to Albagula because of just how big you didn't realize it was at first Kalman appeared shortly after daybreak and nearly bowled end over end out of the wagon, but otherwise it was pretty uneventful on that trip. Maximilian spent some of the time with Aaron, showing her the intricately made but simple to operate control system of the wagon, allowing her to sort of use her animal proficiency on the steam oxen ahead. Uh, What else have you guys been doing while you've been in the wagon all day? Painting. Okay. (laughs) Polishing my armor. You've now expended one of your charges on the brush of happy accidents. No, I'm just teasing. Oh. Um, playing with my new axe. Okay. Kind of getting the hang of it. Yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd let Aaron hit me a couple times with it. <laughs> just the, the non-lethal side. 
She is. She frantically reaches faster for, for her advice. <laughs> Never seen her move that fast. <laughs> it was pure ecstasy on her face. Uh, that is a. Is it the, is it the same like advantage to hit as my regular axe? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a twenty four. Okay. That's a hit. <laughs> Sorry, twenty five. That's a hit. That's okay. even more of a hit. Do I? Sure, roll for damage. Let's make. Is it fun. the damage the same? I don't remember. I think it's it a is. plus one. I th- oh, okay. isn't it a plus one? It says on the axe. Oh yeah, itself. it is plus one. Yeah. Is that plus one to hit or plus one damage? Both. Oh, okay, uh, t- twenty six then. Yes, that hit. <laughs> <laughs> She's just so happy. Um, and that is a six plus six plus one, 13. which is thirteen. Okay. So as you're just in the back of Max's Conestoga-like wagon, Aaron lifts her politer smiter above her head and just crashes it down on the <laughs> grease wizard's collarbone. Um, and the axe in non-lethal mode should apologize. Sorry about that. (laughs) That's all right. (laughs) I cough up a little blood. (laughs) All right. And what have Dern and uh, Kira, have you been doing anything on this sort of downtime after being in the uh, Painted Valley? My gear's been filthy. I've been having to clean it. Okay. Just like nonstop, obsessively. (laughs) Aye, aye. Kira? I've been playing my ocarina. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was well, beautiful. Thank well, that, you. That was a moment. <laughs> um, I almost couldn't play because I was laughing at myself too much. <laughs> we were laughing at you too. Thank you. That's so sweet. After a while, it Death starts clear. the uh, <laughs> sunsets and it's starting to get dark. And Maximilian says uh, to Aaron, I'm tired, but if you want to drive, I'll call up Fresno, and uh, it would not be long after morning. I think we would arrive. Um, Or if you'd rather make camps, that would suit me fine as well. Would you like to drive the wagon? Like by myself? Yes, and Fresno will guide your way. Just follow his beam. Who's that? He's my little light friend. Oh, okay, yeah. Hey, guys, who wants me to drive? Just kidding, I'm going to do it. I'll super do it. <laughs> okay. So, Fresno... I'm sitting down uh, Max... into the wagon. <laughs> as low as I possibly can and hold there's it a, There's a restraint system in, him, in this thing, right? Well, it is perfectly safe. Well, do you I'm remember Furry Road? Asleep. <laughs> remember well, Furry Road, how you were hanging out right, I'm going to strap myself in. Yeah, there's plenty <laughs> of ways to do that. So, um... Fresnel, or Max snaps his finger and Fresnel, the little trinket toy with the giant lighted lens for a head, yeah. pops out of the wagon and screws his butt into the socket on the top of the wagon. Oh yeah, I was about to ask, is that the little brightly. headlight dude? Yeah. yeah. Always back to butts. <laughs> Always back to butts. <laughs> and uh, so he starts shining this beam straight toward the direction of Albagula to kind of guide uh, your, direct, your direction. Um during the night, Kalman spends... I would like to kick up the speed a little bit. Okay. So you crank up the cart and start to feel the, the wind in your hair. It's really <laughs> flat on As these I planes, said. so it, you can hardly even feel it in terms of, like, bumping along the road. For it being a wagon powered by, like, steam-powered oxen that glow just the slightest bit red as you crank up the gas, it's oddly smooth sailing along this road. Um, like... It's like a smooth, straight shot, right? Yeah. I'll crank up the speed a little more. All right. Those <laughs> oxen have s- smoke start or steam start coming out of their noses um, as you do it, but otherwise it seems like this can handle it uh, Yeah, that seems like good. enough. Kalman spends much of his time sitting up front watching all the scenery go by with Aaron throughout the night. He's been mostly quiet on this trip, but um, after he's sitting up there for a little while, he looks over at you, Aaron, and he says... It's so big. (laughs) (laughs) You think he might mean... The the turtle, right? No, no, not not the turtle. I I mean, 
All of it. All of this stuff around us. It's all so big and, and full. And he points out over the empty plains that you've been tearing out over. Uh, what you talking about, buddy? I don't mean, like, full of things or parts or gizmos, like Max's wagon. I, I mean, it's so full of, I, I don't know, life. And there's a couple of reddish-purple glow bugs uh, flashing just a few yards off of Kalman's side of the wagon. And he says, This whole place, since I first saw you guys, and I saw Dern drop his pants in the... <laughs> In the woods, and I don't know. It's just so different from where I come from, you know? Is, is it different where you're from, Aaron? I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, Aaron, when he says this, you actually feel something that feels like that feeling you experience right before teleporting through one of your portals and vanishing. It's like a pull, not so much on your body, but on your soul. And for just a second, the air is different, and dancing on the periphery of your mind like a dream you can't remember, but something you can still feel, is a place that's so full of life that the place around you now, despite the noisy wind rushing by you, and the dancing light of the bugs that Kalman's talking about, and the calling of birds and the croaking of toads, it seems like a wasteland by comparison to this place that you're familiar with but can't quite remember. And Kalman looks over at you as if you've been silent for a while, and he says, Aaron? Uh, what? You okay? I, yeah, I'm fine. You just kind of spaced out there for a little, and we're, we're getting out of Fresnel's light. What? But we're getting into the dark. Oh. He, he wants us to go that way. Okay, I'll, I'll turn the wagon a little, I guess, back to where I'm supposed to be. Okay. I just had the weirdest feeling, sorry. Like what? Like, I was remembering where I'm supposed to be from. But that doesn't make any sense, I don't know. You don't remember where you're from? I have no idea. Hmm, okay. And Kalman gets <laughs> up and turns around and goes back into the wagon and says, Darren, what are you doing? I'm polishing my armor line. Oh, can I help? Hi, here, hold this. All right, I love holding things. Cool, good talk. <laughs> so, uh, Don, as you're driving up there by yourself, kind of remembering this feeling of the dream, and you, you know how when you have a dream and you slowly start to forget it as the day goes on? You can feel it sort of drifting away, getting more and more obscure uh, in your mind. And eventually Don breaks and illuminates the horizon, and the general shapes of the structures in this city ahead on the back of the turtle start to gleam and form into more definitive structures rather than just these kind of dull shadows with no detail. And you see for the first time, really, the immensity of the city. A true city, not just some village with little hovels and huts, but... And tax offices. Yes, and tax <laughs> offices. But a real one where some of the buildings appear to be made out of odd alien things like giant barnacles or structures made out of coral stretching uh, without uniformity up skyward toward the head of this giant turtle, but in the middle of its back, uh, in terms of, you know, left or right from the turtle, yeah. is a towering keep, and it's got sh like a sheen like pearls or an oyster or whatever, like it's made out of that kind of uh, mother of pearl uh, type material going way up into the sky. Um, and all of these are on the back of the creature in this otherworldly scale that's huge. And as you get closer, you actually see that the shell is way too high off the ground to actually get up in this wagon. Um, but there appears to be some sort of a huge ramp or bridge three-quarters of the way from the tail of the turtle to the head, leading up onto the great dome of the shell. And Max wakes up and he starts coming back up, and he says, Do you want me to take the reins again? Uh, I mean, I, I got it. I I think I did pretty good. Like, look, we're here. I got us here. Yeah, do you, you can keep driving if you like. It is nice to just sit for a while sometimes. But I find that sitting in the driver's seat does help one think. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think a lot. I think, like, all the time. I do so much thinking. Like, you don't even know. 
I, I thought that about you. I look at you and your axe dripping with the blood of your companions, and I think, this is somebody who likes to think a lot. So, <laughs> uh, as you get close, you see a pretty long line of people, mostly dragonborn, waiting to gain entry uh, over that ramp, and Max tells you to pull the wagon around into the line. Okay. I'd like to make the most abrupt turn possible. Okay. Everybody make a dexterity <laughs> check. Oh, I'm still Saving fucker throw, down. I should say. Nat 20. <laughs> I continue polishing my armor. <laughs> uh, uh, is that include me? Mm, no, you know it's coming. Okay. Eight. Fifteen. Okay. Grease Wizard, you're in the back of this kind of conistoda wagon, so you don't go falling out, but you just slam into a shelf and one of the deer bags falls down on your head. Um, and you take... Three points of bludgeoning damage. Well, what's in the gear bag? Because I'm going to open it up. He doesn't gear. care that you just crack his head against the wall. It is a helmet, oddly enough. <laughs> <laughs> the okay. cruelest irony yes. ever. <laughs> Ironically enough, it is a very heavy helmet. But, but you don't inventory. get to keep it. What are you doing with that helmet? It hit me on the head. I'm going to keep it now. That's the rules. That seems fair. <laughs> I didn't like that helmet anyway. When the guy with the German accent starts getting angry, I back up. Shut the helmet! Nine! Nine! As you pull... Nine what? Helmets? As you pull into the... You pull into that line, some guards, similar to the Dragonborn, uh, but with big shells on their backs, are roaming the area in front of the bridge, talking to everybody who's trying to gain entry to the city, they're occasionally waving somebody through or sending another to the right side of the bridge in this, like, conglomeration of other people and guards, and they seem to be looking through people's bags and stuff. And Max just kind of looks over and he says, they do things slowly here, so we might have a little while waiting. Should we hide that 99 bottles of beer on the wall! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I like this song! (laughs) Should we hide what the egg? Where is it, last? What is it? Again, should we hide the egg? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm still carrying it, aren't I? Yeah, you've got this cracked dragon uh, turtle egg that you picked up off the cultists. Wait, it's, how long has it been cracked? It's been cracked, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't remember being cracked. Okay. It's it been cracked, cracked that night that Kip uh, flew away. Thanks, okay. guys. <laughs> Which was only like two, three days ago. Okay. Okay, yeah. Even but it was been, a month and a half ago. <laughs> I've been, like, like carrying it, right? Yeah, you've had it sort of in a, a blanket that you've made to kind of be able to carry it like a uh, baby. Yeah, okay. Put a piece of tape over the crack, too. <laughs> okay, guys, be cool. <laughs> if they ask us about it, it's a sleeping theory. baby. Big baby. <laughs> Can we draw a It's a, a large sleeping it? baby. <laughs> Jesus. You have a paintbrush, I suppose. Would that expel a charge, or can I just use you it as a paintbrush? You can use it as a paintbrush anytime without expelling a charge. All right, well, I'm going to paint a face on it. I guess I'll roll a artistic check. Roll a deception check. <laughs> I was just going to cover it up completely with the blanket so no one could well, see it. You could still do that. I also okay. have a forgery kit. Okay. And I got a Are 17. Are you proficient with the forgery kit? Yes. Because having yeah, it profi- doesn't... I don't have it. I am proficient with a forgery kit. Okay, well then you can add your... Proficiency bonus? Um, charisma be- and your proficiency bonus to your Zero role. Zero charisma. So uh, that's a 19. It's a pretty good looking baby face, but it's still on an egg-shaped <laughs> structure. Okay. <laughs> well, we wrap it up. Okay, yeah, just okay. so the I'm face is gonna... showing. No. no! She's not going to show any of it. Yeah, it's going to be covered completely. Okay. Okay, so this would be in Gert's And I let Max take the reins, I guess. We would roll holdout, but we don't have that. So I'm going to go with uh, sleight of hand to see how well you've concealed this egg. Like right now? Yeah. Me? Mm-hmm. Yes. You're the one concealing it. Me, the one concealing it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Oh, I'm just going to go sit back down now. <laughs> um, what, 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 um... Slide of hand. Slide of hand. Um, 17. Okay. You've got it wrapped up pretty good, and it's sitting on your... Would it help if I went, like, shh? Yeah, you're kind of patting yeah. it. And... 
Okay. I cast Minor Illusion. She's touching Oh, wait, it. no. That's right. No, I, Minor Illusion is not sound. That's something else. Right. I think so. I think this is good enough. Ventrilo- I cast Ventriloquism. <laughs> No, okay. see, this is a good enough fake. So I'm I, sure he didn't mean for us to spend our entire time making the egg like a baby. Let's all whisper when the guard comes up to like the baby is sleeping. Okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I mean, roll. So the uh, before we do that, the dragonborn type creatures, but with shells on on their back, come up, and again, they're pretty slow and methodical in how they do things. And one of them says. Um. Do it's a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Do you have anything of value? And Max says, "Oh yes, yes. This is a manifest of the things uh, in my wagon." And he looks at the four of you and he says, "Um, it may be a while while they look at all of the things in my wagon. You may want to get off and walk across the ramp." Um. Uh, while they do that. Okay, bye. Okay. so Thanks the, for the ride. The one guard escorts Max over to that area, that kind of staging area where they're searching things, and they're compiling lists, sort of, what he has. And another one of the um, creatures, I'm calling them Turtleborn, because I made them up before I knew there were things called Tortles in D&D that came out. What are they? Tortles. <laughs> but... I made this, like, in November, this idea. Oh, so, God. The yeah, idea I remember for him born. drawing this, and so, I was having flashbacks to Morrowind. Um, and that's that's November 2017, I should probably specify, because this is probably going to come, I mean, this is going to come out in yeah, this November. Probably. And this so, is June 2018. <laughs> Late June 2018. We are, are time-traveling. So this other Turtleborn comes up, and he says... Do you have anything valuable you want to declare? Because we check again when you leave, and if you have things that are more valuable when you leave, and things are missing from the city, you may This is my stand favorite part of Zootopia. Accused. So this is for your Safety. Uh, I got uh, this fine set of clothes, signet ring, scroll of pedigree, great axe, dagger, explorer's pack, four javelins, cape of command, uh, wrote down cape of command on this list again, uh, <laughs> vegetarian cookbook, potion of growth, uh, don't have a baby dragon. Hold on, you said fine clothes? Yeah, like, <laughs> like the ones I'm wearing. Okay, and he starts writing down fine clothes. <laughs> <laughs> so after about 30 minutes or so of that, of him writing on the list there, he says, Okay, I've seen your things. Your baby is very well behaved. She's asleep. Despite how loud you tend to be. Enjoy your stay in <laughs> Albagula. And he sort of goes through this same charade with the three of you if you submit to sort of showing him the things in your packs. I have a thunderhorn. It's just really loud and it's wow. it goes it goes bah. He looks at it and he writes down um roll a just a perception check, Darn. Six. He writes something down on his paper. I'm very perceptive. I rolled a three. <laughs> can I? Can I look? Okay, if you're nearby. Perception. Nope. Can I do it? It's probably more investigation because I saw he, he made it like a weird look. No, this right. is just to see if you would have noticed what oh. he was doing. All right. Well, perception. Twelve. Okay. <laughs> So he just says, okay, and he's recording these things again on his list, and he's getting your names. Do you give him your regular names? I guess I should ask. Darren Hammerstone. Okay. Kara Silverthorne. That's from Kufo. The Hammerstone's from the Kufo region. What Mm. a big deal. Never heard of it. Have you been to Kufo? The weather there's great. (laughs) Big trading town, not too far. I usually live under the water. The weather 
usually the same. I live inside of a mountain. The weather's usually the same in there, too. I would like... Dwarf, if you prolong this conversation (laughs) anymore, I'm going to chop your head off. I'm just being friendly, lass. And the gnome, your name... Uh, How many R's? None. (laughs) Proceed. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's it. (laughs) Um, So you make it past these guards... And I'll let you guys have a look at this city that I've drawn here. They actually hand you a map, each of you, and they say, one of them, who's actually not one of these turtle-born, it's just a, they're called kuatoa, they look like a fish, but this one, on a fish on top and legs on the bottom, so like a reverse mermaid. Mm. And this one speaks common but badly, and hands each of you a map of the... City, and I can make some photocopies of this and give them to you next time. Uh, and he says, Welcome to Abadola! Please a stuck to the traveler's land, traveler's path. Do not walk. P- stick to the land walker's path. Do not travel from the land walker's path. Or else what? Council grunts. What kind I'm of I'm comfortable with that. He sounds like a merlock. And this Sounds is like the, a what? this Roll is lock. the city. I'll show you later. Oh, Not when you were de- when you were declaring things, did you show the anybody? You had the disc. I showed. You have the disc, right? I don't know what disc you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Well, uh, while we're doing that, I will cast message, which is a cantrip. I don't have the information because I don't have. It. Anyway, um, I ha- I know I have it though, where I can communicate. Yeah, it's someone. like a whisper. Yeah. And I'll probably ask Dern if he thinks I should. Uh, Considering it's an invitation yeah. to participate in the games at Albagula, I would say yes. Are you Dern? <laughs> I'm out of character. Are you Dern? I don't really want to declare anything. If I'm being honest. Well, lad, considering it's an invitation to participate in the games here, I think it would probably be a good idea. These folks seem a, a wee bit strict with all their rules and everything. Best to just go ahead and show it. We don't have anything illegal or illicit. Yeah, but I'm not going to show them everything, though. I've got to have some tricks up my sleeve. All right, but that's all I wanted. Ten four. Uh, Grace was it out. <laughs> Um, alright, yeah, I guess I'll, I guess I'll show them Okay. The disc. So we'll say that that was, that speech that you guys got from the Kuatoa was for Arn and Dern, who went first, and Kira and Grease Wizard are still waiting to move through. When you show that disc to the Turtleborn guy, his eyes kind of get really big, and he says... What color are they? They are a beautiful blue. Okay. Ocean blue. Okay. Aww. And he says, you are a contender. You might call me the contender. Well, that is easier to write than... Er... No, that's not my name. you got to write down my name, but yes, I, I, oh, I'm a contender. I crossed it out. I'll have to write um, it again. All right, well... Aaron does a face palm. <laughs> so he says, contenders... Have the run of the city. Mm. But we're with him. Do we get to go too? With him? If we stay with him? He slowly does one of those slow turns over to you. Yes. Teams of five share the benefits of the contender. And Kalma goes, Oh boy! Not, oh boy. not. I was gonna say. I was gonna say uh, the dwarf, the half elf, the gnome, me, and the baby. I'm joking. <laughs> I would have to see the baby. No, <laughs> she's sleeping. You and Dern have already gone through. So if that's your, so if that's what you tell him, then he says you're allowed to go anywhere in the city, but mind the 
the the signs that will tell you all the rules. Okay. Cool. Oh, I like rules. <laughs> I don't really care about rules, but okay, thank you. Hi, I'm Sam. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Come to our website at d8nightpodcast.com.